Hi, I'm David. And I'm Aaron. And this is The Travel Bros. So today we have a really special guest on, um, Lexi Levin. She is a college student at Cornell University. Uh, You're going to be a senior next year, right? That's correct. Wow, that's crazy. It really is. College goes by really fast. So we're going to start off with a fun fact today. Um, This whole podcast episode theme is Australia. So our fun fact will be 90% of Australians live on the coast. Australia isn't too big for a country. It's pretty big, but I mean, I knew that a lot of people lived on the coast, but I didn't know that it was 90%. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I, if in Texas, like we have a large amount of Texas is on the coast, but not 90, 90% of our population definitely doesn't even live near the coast. Like I'd say 90% lives in Dallas or Houston or Austin where that's where our big cities are, but I guess the big cities in Australia are near the coast, which is why there's so many people there. Yeah, and something a lot of people actually don't know is that the actual land of Australia is actually larger than the United States, but the population is significantly smaller, which allows for so many people to actually live on the coast. Like you said, most of the big cities are on the coast, and I think like 90% of the people live on like, 5% of the land or something. There's some crazy statistic like that, which obviously relates to your fun fact. Wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. So you studied abroad in Australia. Just remind us, when did you go? You went in like, what, January? I I did. So I left the United States on December 31st and arrived in Australia January 2nd. You lose an entire day because of the travel time. But I got there right at the beginning of 2020. And so then, is jet lag really bad? Um, honestly, no. My friend and I, my friend who I traveled with, we we landed right in the morning, um, and we kind of tried to keep ourselves awake all day. We were exploring the city as much as we could, and we actually kept ourselves up until like eight p.m. And that really allowed us to break the jet lag from the start. So wow. So, so when were you supposed to leave Australia, and when did you leave Australia? Well, I was scheduled to leave Australia May tenth, um, and I ended up leaving March nineteenth. Wow. Well, so you were there for a good like three months. Uh, yeah, like two and a half. I think it was about eleven weeks. Wow. And you were studying in Australia. What were you studying when you were in Australia? I was. So I was studying abroad there. um, And I studied mostly business and law classes because that's kind of what I, similar to what I study at Cornell. So I knew I'd be able to have my credits, my credits for those classes transfer over. But I also took some interesting classes. Like I took one class on, it was called Indigenous Australia, where I learned about like the indigenous population of the land and kind of different traditions and cultures of the indigenous people, which was really interesting and different than anything I've learned before. So where did you stay when you were living in Australia? Um, I stayed, so I lived in an area called Coogee, which is kind of a small neighborhood um, in Sydney, right on the water. It was a perfect neighborhood for me because I lived right by the beach um, and I lived in a house with about 28, I think, other exchange students from all over the world. So it was a ton of fun just meeting new people even through the house I was living in. Wow, oh. So what school did you go to in Australia? Was it a Cornell type of um, 
excursion program or so, was it a although there different? were yeah so although there were a lot of Cornell kids that enrolled in this university it actually we enrolled in the university directly so it wasn't exactly a Cornell program um, the university is called the University of New South Wales and it's right in Sydney wow wow so how oh I'm sorry David no, no how did how does that university compare to Cornell um it's that's a good question so Cornell um felt much Cornell's a very large campus people don't really realize because they think it's a smaller school in terms of its population um that they don't actually realize how large the campus is so I think UNSW is what we call the the school in Australia um I think that they have a larger population but the campus definitely felt smaller which wow. was so interesting for me I know that the wildfires were really bad right as you went to Australia. Did they affect yeah. you at all while you were living there? So they did. So what was really interesting about the fires is that they started in 2019. Like, I think they started to get really bad in like October of 2019. Um, but the rest of the world didn't really start paying attention or covering that those stories until the beginning of 2020, which was exactly when I arrived in Australia. So immediately upon my arrival, you know, my parents and my friends at home are all getting this news that Australia is basically burning down. So I got so many frantic texts from loved ones um, about the fires. And what I, what I only came to realize was that what I experienced in January, because um, the fires kind of stopped around February, um, what I experienced in January was actually like nothing compared to what the Australians had experienced a couple months prior, even though the news was kind of late to catch up on what was going on. Um, but definitely there were a few days where um, I could faintly smell some of the smoke in the air. Um, and you could, there were a bunch of days where you could kind of see smog in the air. So it was definitely creepy, especially Australia is such a beautiful place. So to be kind of in this gorgeous, very natural land with so many natural beauties and then it be juxtaposed with like thick smog. It was it was really an eerie feeling. At that wow. time of year though, Australia was in their summertime, correct? That's correct. Yeah. So basically the fires started because just there was so much heat from the summer. And um I don't know the exact facts around this, but I know that the ozone layer in Australia is or over that would would cover Australia is not as thick as the ozone layer that covers, for example, the United States. So that makes the sun come in a lot stronger um, and just because of the heat and the lack of rain like we've seen you know in California um, it just caused these terrible terrible bushfires that they really had trouble containing. Wow, wow. Um, did you have a hard time navigating the new city and finding new friends when you arrived to Australia? Great question. Um, one of the things that drew me to Australia over other countries to study abroad in was the fact that they speak English. Um, and I think the fact that they speak English really allowed me to dive in to the culture and the city in a way that would have been more difficult had I gone to a country where there was a greater language barrier. So like things like public transportation was super easy for me to navigate because all the apps and all the instructions for those kinds of things were in English. Um, so I yeah. So, so this, this uh, question wasn't even on the questions. I'm actually going kind of off topic, but how is the public transportation in Australia? 
or that that might have been a later question but how was the public transportation in australia um the public transportation in australia is actually a great system so i had what's called an opal pass and you just kind of recharge it as you need it but what was interesting is you tap on and tap off so it's actually great for you know the times we're living in now it's a completely touchless system you just carry your card and then you um sort of like tap wave it. it in front of a little sensor when you get on and when you get off and that ensures that you're only paying for the amount of stop like what you pay is um in proportion to the amount of stops that you are actually on the bus so you're not just being charged the whole route or being charged a flat fee to stay as long as or as short as you might need you um are charged kind of based on the distance you go so it, see that's really, really easy to navigate that that's really interesting because like houston is not known although aaron and i strongly disagree it's not known for good public transportation and even uh, like we accept the fact that it's not good known for like great public transportation but the the system that metro uses in houston is actually more advanced than for example what the new york subway uses and i don't know about chicago because you yeah. tap a card like you said, versus in New York, you swipe it, which is an older right. kind of system. Yeah, I believe it. I think that brings up a really good point. Like Australia was actually the second place I've lived overseas. And um, I was really in both of the places I've lived. I really was stunned to see how more advanced, how much more advanced um, things like public transportation are in those countries than in the U.S., we definitely have some work to do in terms of all of that stuff. And for sure. New York and Chicago are good examples of, of systems that are a little bit behind, definitely in terms of public transportation. Houston so, is very underrated in their public transportation. People just, because Houston's not generally a city where a lot of people visit for vacations and stuff like that. It's more like a working city. And so mm -hmm. people don't really, people from other cities don't really know how good Houston's public transportation is until they go to Houston. But Again, not a lot of people travel to Houston on vacations because there's mm -hmm. not a lot of things to do for tourists. Right. And they should because so, Houston's great. I love Houston. <laughs> awesome. So besides study, what did you do to pass the time in Australia? I'm sure there were a lot of things, but what did you do? Yes. Um, I, my favorite thing I did in Australia was I found this yoga studio right by the beach and walking distance from the house I lived in. So I did yoga almost every day, which was such a luxury because that's not something I'm typically um, or I typically have the time to be able to do. But that's also awesome. the, the weather in Australia was so gorgeous. And I, like you said, I was there um, for pretty much summertime, pretty much was the whole time I was there. So it was so nice to just walk around the city, explore different neighborhoods. Um, there's a really nice coastal walk. Um, it's famous called the Bondi to Kuji walk. So that was something I really enjoyed doing. And yeah, just kind of ex enjoying the outdoors, which, you know, I live in Chicago and I go to school in upstate New York. So warm weather is not something I take for granted. So it was just really nice to be outside and be able to just enjoy the nice weather. Wow. You said, for um, oh, I'm sorry, David. Yeah. No, 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 you talk, you talk. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you said uh, that Australia is a really beautiful place, right? So are there any famous, um, national parks where you were in Australia? Yeah, so I was in Sydney, um, and unfortunately, pretty much for the majority of the time I was there, I think it might have changed a little bit at the end, but almost all the national parks in the area were closed due to the wildfires, um, which was really sad, but I don't even know. It's so sad to say that I don't even know exactly which 
national parks are nearby and which ones are farther just because it kind of wasn't an option of something I was able to do given they were shut down because of the wildfires. A lot of them were um, damaged by the wildfires. I know of some in different areas of the country that were eradicated altogether by the wildfires. So unfortunately I wasn't able to go, but I know that there are some um, about like an hour and a half from Sydney that, you know, if, if they were open, I definitely would have wanted to make it there. Wow. So how did the learning really compare? Was learning more or less difficult than what you studied in the United States? Hmm. Um, that's a great question. I would say that the learning process in terms of, um, you know, just classes and difficulty of coursework was about the same. Um, but with that being said, there was one professor I had at UNSW that I actually had for two of my classes that was one of the best professors I've ever had. Um, so in that sense, I think the learning process was better just because I really had a great experience with this one professor and felt like I learned a lot in both of the classes I took with him. Um, but definitely the learning environment itself felt a little bit more relaxed just because at Cornell, I have a lot of commitments that are not necessarily academic related, um, like kind of commitments to clubs or other things that relate to Cornell, but not actually um, my classes. So because I was able to go to Australia without those other obligations, it did feel a little bit more relaxed. Mm -hmm. And I have a question. So I know coronavirus cut your trip short in Australia, but before you left and before it caused you to leave, was there anything that you had to do differently or did they take any extra precautions in Australia um, uh, in comparison to, let's say, very strict countries like South Korea and China and other countries that took quarantine very, very seriously? Was Australia more laid back or was it strict when you were there? So I actually traveled um, to New Zealand kind of as the outbreak was, that's a different story, but I basically had a trip planned to Asia and canceled it to go to, and ended up going to New Zealand. um, And the trip was canceled because of coronavirus, but coming back into Australia, because obviously that's a different country that was coming from a different country, there were definitely precautions um, being taken. There were signs everywhere, people everywhere asking, have you been to, you know, any of the affected countries in the last month? And that was, that was really early on. That was, um, early February. So that was before, um, the outbreak was really anywhere, was, was severe anywhere outside of China and its neighbors. Um, I'm trying to think. Australia definitely was, slower not because not slower because it wasn't as bad there um to react to some of the changes like i remember hearing what was happening to my friends in the united states like restaurants and schools even were already closing and life was continuing as normal in australia um for probably a week or two after that so well well wow so our next question was actually that I know your family was supposed to go with you to Asia which got canceled where did you go instead and how is that but we just answered that by just total random like conversation which is kind of yeah um but New Zealand is great definitely definitely recommend so were there any situations where you necessarily felt unprepared or overwhelmed while you were in Australia um, probably 
just the fact that, um, sorry, I'm just looking. Oh yeah. Um, probably just everything that I had to deal with, like the fires and the, um, fact that there was this global pandemic, which are just two things I just did not expect at all when I arrived in Australia. Like I said, the fires obviously existed before I got there, but there was so little international media coverage that I honestly didn't know that it was going on. And when I landed in Australia, I was just kind of shocked. I had no clue that this huge, they were having this huge problem that seemed to be really interfering with life. So it's so funny because I remember being there the first few days, um, hearing what was happening with the fires and seeing the smoke in the air and thinking, oh my God, I'm not going to last the semester, thinking that the fires would be the reason I would leave. Um, mm -hmm. And then sure enough, like eight weeks later, we are hearing about this global crisis. Um, and, you know, I started having friends, some of my friends who were studying abroad in places like Europe, which obviously like Italy got hit super quickly um, and what felt wow. like out of nowhere. Um, and so I started hearing about that. And obviously I ended up needing to leave because of the coronavirus as well. So I would say what was what I was unprepared or overwhelmed by was just that these things kind of were happening so quickly. Um, and it was something that no one's ever experienced before. So there was kind of no way to prepare for it. You know, one day I'm thinking I'm going to stay for the next. I remember when my friends got sent home from Europe, I was like, all right, I probably have like maybe two weeks left. And the next thing I knew I was on a plane three days later. So because wow. I remember talking a lot of moving parts. I remember talking to you when you were in Australia and you said that you actually had it good, which was true because you had friends right in Italy who had to, they got sent home. Is that correct? Yeah. So what's kind of crazy. And I feel really bad for some of my friends who did study abroad in places like Italy were, was their programs started a few weeks after mine. So like I said, I got to Australia um, right away, January 2nd, but some of my friends didn't get to go to their study abroad locations until the end of January. Like my friends mm -hmm. who went to Florence went in the end of January and then had to get sent home mid-February. So they really only got like four or five weeks abroad. Whereas because I went a little bit earlier and stayed a little bit later, um, I got about 11 weeks. So I'm just grateful for the time I had there. Wow. Now I know that this, uh, the trip and studying abroad in Australia was, I'm sure you probably thought it was great for the time that you were there, but could have been better because of the events that happened, the pandemic and the wildfires. Mm -hmm. So my question is in the future, if you visited Australia, what would you do differently? What would I do differently? Okay. It's such a hard question to answer just because I am so fond of Australia. I absolutely loved every minute I spent there. Um, if I had to do something differently, maybe find a house with air conditioning because <laughs> the student accommodations I was in did not have air conditioning. And as we've discussed, I was there in the middle of the Australian summer. Um, so it definitely was not always comfortable to sleep at night, but I hope that answer just shows you how every other Every, I really can't think of anything else because it was just everything about it was amazing. So you mentioned earlier that like you don't take things that like are hot for granted. How is that? Like how is the weather in Australia in the summer? Is it like really hot? Like in no, Houston it's or? actually like perfect. So I don't know because I also lived near the water. So I think we got like a natural cool breeze from that. Um, but I would compare it to like Southern California where people just kind of wow. it has the reputation of being like perfect all year. Um, it was 
warm and nice out, but it was, it was never like too hot or it was rarely too hot where I felt like I didn't want to go on a walk or go and do something because of the heat. Like I, it was warm enough that you actually wanted to be outside um, and also could enjoy like working out or doing active things outside without, without overheating. I'm sure Australia is a pretty temperate place though. I'm sure it doesn't get too hot or too hot in the summers and too cold in the winters. But yeah. have you ever been to Australia beforehand or? I had um, never been. Um, and I definitely would love to go back there at some point. Well, I just want to say again, thank you so much for coming on. It was awesome. Thank you also for listening to all of our podcast episodes. We really like when we get to have special guests on. Um, once again, just wanted to remind everyone, this is Lexi Levin. Um, she goes to Cornell University, and we hope to have you on again. Thank you so much. Thank you. So much. Thank so you. Much Thanks so much for having me. And no until, next, until next time, this was the Travel Bros.